You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I'm at the end of my rope. It's the title of this devotion. I am at the end of my rope. My father, Johan Masbach, he did a, um, a sermon and he had a example. He had this thick rope that they used for ships and everything and had a knot in it. It wasn't very long. It was just to give us an example and had a knot in it. And it's the kind of rope that is so thick. And then of course the knot becomes that big that if you were holding on to a rope like that, you could sit on the knot. And my father said, when you get to the end of your rope, put a knot in it and sit on it. In other words, let God carry you through when you have nothing left. Let Him carry you through. Come to that rest of faith that is in the presence of your loving Heavenly Father, the calming presence of His Spirit, where you just, okay, Lord, I surrender it all unconditionally. Not, Lord, I trust you if you, Lord, I trust you will. No, Father, I give it all to you. And you come into this rest of faith. And that actually, at least in my experience and what I see in the scripture, is a journey. I used to say the bottom of the pit is not so hard because the Lord is there. It's just getting there that's difficult. Oh, how much we fight and argue and complain and everything before we finally hit rock bottom. We finally get to the end of our rope and say, okay, God, okay, God, I can't anymore, I can't anymore. I surrender it all. And that is a work of God's loving grace, friends. And so Paul, here in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, starting at verse 8, and I'm going to just, and I know it's a paraphrase, I'm going to read it to you from the Living Bible. He, he says, 2 Corinthians 1, verse 8, I think you ought to know, dear brothers, about the hard time we went through in Asia. Asia, in Paul's day, that would have been Turkey, at the end of Turkey there. He says, we were really crushed and overwhelmed and feared we would never live through it. We felt we were doomed to die and saw how powerless we were to help ourselves, but that was good. For then we put everything into the hands of God. Again, we were really crushed and overwhelmed and feared we would never live through it. Verse nine, we felt we were doomed to die and saw how powerless we were to help ourselves. But that was good for them. We put everything into the hands of God who alone could save us, for he can even raise the dead. And he did help us and he saved us from a terrible death. And yes, we expect him to do it again and again. That 
part of the scripture, even though it's paraphrased, lives in my heart. And you see that coming to the end of your rope is something that I feel or I see myself is something that God works when you're in these certain circumstances and your heart just breaks and there's nothing left anymore. And at that breaking point is where the Heavenly Father is standing and saying, break into me, break into my bosom. I'm ready to catch you. There used to be this example that in some ways is a bit silly, I think, but it does make a point where this man fell off a cliff and caught a branch and was holding on for dear life on that branch and there was nothing he could do to spare himself, to save himself. So he's crying out, he's crying out. Is there anybody, anybody, anybody? And the voice of God comes and says, son, trust me, let go. Trust me, let go. And, the, and then the story goes and the man cries, is there anyone else? I, I don't use that actually hardly ever because I don't always find it makes a honorable point towards a loving Heavenly Father. So, however, we can have that sometimes without meaning to contending in us. It, our heart hasn't yet fully broken into our loving Heavenly Father or Maybe we have, but we come out. We have, we come out. So we surrender. Somebody one time wrote in a book that I read a long time ago, the problem with living sacrifices is they usually crawl off the altar before the fire gets to it and has done its work. In other words, that phenomenal force of the human nature of self-seeking, self-preservation demands the cross of Christ to break its stranglehold on us. Let me say it again, that phenomenal force, that phenomenal push of the sin nature to seek self demands the cross of Christ to break its power in us. Where we just have that within us that we don't break into Him and remain in Him and fully surrender in Him. And I really believe that is a work of Christ's cross and your loving Heavenly Father is holding within the knowledge of His Son the power of His death and longs to reveal that death in you if you just let Him and loose you from that grip of self-preservation, of self-seeking, of not fully coming to the rest of, I'm in your hands, Father. I'm in your hands. I have nothing left in me except full surrender. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm at the end of my rope, my loving Heavenly Father. First Kings chapter 19, please. First Kings chapter 19. Mm. Oh. Let's go ahead and start here at verse 1. I was trying to see if I could cut it shorter, but I can't. And Ahab, the king of, uh, of Israel, not Judea, king of Israel, told Jezebel, his wife, all that Elijah had done 
also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Those were false prophets, prophets who had sold out to worship Baal instead of the only true living God. And Jezebel sent a messenger, messenger to Elijah saying, so let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose when Elijah saw that and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, means that the, the, the well of seven, it's, it's a well that Isaac dug of which you read in Genesis 26, which belongs to Judah. And he left his servant there. It was the place that also Caleb took possession of. Oh, it's a loving history, that place. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. A broom tree is a juniper tree. And he prayed that he might die. And he said, it's enough now, Lord, take my life. It's enough now, Lord, take my life. For I am no better than my father's. Did he come to the end of his rope? He did, pop, just like that. You see, he had just had this phenomenal high. Fire came down from heaven to prove that God was the only true living God. The enemies of the Lord were all defeated and destroyed. Right, all that one day, all of this happened. Incredible demonstration, rain started to come and provision from God's presence started to come. Incredible blessings and then pop, he gets hit. He gets hit so hard, he hit the end of his rope. You see, the end of his rope is something that can come slowly and slowly over time, over weeks, over months, over years, and you hit that end of the rope. But sometimes, folks, it can knock you off your saddle without you realizing, boom, you're in that place. And how valuable when it lives in you, when you hit that place that you say, Father, okay, Lord, I can't anymore. I can't anymore. I'm yours. Just take me. I'm yours. You see, he broke into God, Elijah. He broke into God. Then as he lay and he slept under that juniper tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and he drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank. So in other words, the Lord let him sleep, right? He fed him, he let him sleep, he woke him up again and he said, Okay, eat some more, right? He arose and he ate and he drank. And he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. My goodness, that's a long journey. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? 
And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel has forsaken your covenant and torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. You see, he was still quite down. And then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great strong wind tore into the mountain and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. So it was when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Oh, Lord, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant and torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone, Lord, am left and now they seek my life. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hezekiah and so forth. A little part that the Lord says here is that he said to Elijah, No, you're not the only one. There are 7,000 others who have not bowed the knee that are loyal to me. Two things I want you to see in this part of the scripture. We all can hit that end of the rope. You know, in a ways, I like to live there. I like to live in that place. I am nothing. I can do nothing. I have nothing apart from you. It's kind of like what David says here in Psalm 16, where he says, My goodness is nothing apart from you. My goodness is nothing apart from you. All the good things, all that I have of value in this body and in this life are yours, Lord. And that you live at the end of your rope. You live in that place of holy surrender, holy submission, holy consecration, dedication to him. And you say, Lord, I have nothing. I can do nothing of myself. The life I live in this body is not mine, it's yours, Lord. And I live to your honor and glory and praise, Lord. You see that you live in that place of surrender. And then when circumstances hit you, 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 you just are there. You're there. And you instantly fall into that wonderful loving arms of the loving Heavenly Father upholding you, sustaining you. And you know what upholds you. You know what sustains you. And, and you want to live in the con constant consciousness of it. You, you don't ever want to come out. You want to live in that place. I personally find that my refuge, my secret place, my habitation is in that fellowship with my loving Heavenly Father. And I want to live there constantly. But you see, friends, no matter how much we live there and experience the beauty of His holiness and the beauty of His comfort and mercy and the beauty of His presence, circumstances can come like with Elijah and hit you, bum, and hit you so hard. And you can, despite that you live in such a place of surrender, have these feelings of, I, I, I'm done. Let's just go down, man. I am so done. I don't want to go through it again and again. And yet, 
the Lord would say to you, what are you doing in this mindset, in this heart? I've worked for you. I have a purpose for you. Your children need you. Your grandchildren need you. Your neighbors need you. Your enemies need you. I need you on this earth. It's taken us so long to walk in union together. And now that you live in union with me, let's see the fruit of that union like Jesus teaches about in John 15. And let's see you become more effective than you ever were. And Elijah, I'm so grateful, completed all of his days and was taken up to heaven in a whirlwind because the Lord was so pleased that he represented him, that he made him one of his great weaknesses in heaven and earth. So I want to encourage you today, when you get to the end of your rope, know that the Lord is always faithful and true to you. Amen. Have a good day.